Now, as soon as you hear the word negotiate, your butt cheeks probably um, probably clench up a little bit, right? Now, you know, if you're a salesperson, you're like, ah, yeah, here we go, negotiating. I mean, we're we're born and bred in the negotiating realm. But if you're not in sales, man, and you hear the word negotiate, it normally makes you defensive, right? It makes you... Um, Makes you think that it's going to be a showdown, that it's confrontational, that uh, that we got to get combative, and that's not what negotiating is at all. I hear a lot of times, man, people come in, Marsh. I don't want to negotiate. I don't want to do all this back and forth. I get the fact you don't want the back and forth, but you do want to negotiate because negotiation is. Simply thinking things all the way through. And the truth of the matter is, you're negotiating all day long. In every area of your life, in your relationships, in your finances, in your health, in your career, uh, in your performance appraisals, all these kind of different things. You're negotiating. We just don't call it that. We call it thinking. But great negotiating is helping the other side think. Help me see the other side. And how the answer impacts my decision. Think of your kids. Okay, my daughter has cheer competitions. And say, for instance, if she wants to stay up late the night before the competition. I could be a dad and just say, no, go to bed. Because the negotiation is, is or the, you know, the, the, the scenario is, I think this, you think that, here's the outcome. But great negotiating is helping the other side think, okay, you want to stay up late. I could be a dad and say, no, nah, no, nah, go to bed now. Or I could help her see the impact of what this decision could lead to. So, okay. So let's play the scenario out. If you stay up late, you could wake up late the next day for the competition. And you thought you hit the snooze button, but instead you hit the off button. Stop. So you didn't wake up. And it's not the front desk, the hotel front desk responsibility to wake you up. It's not Michaela's responsibility to wake you up. She snuck out and went downstairs early to go eat. She thought you were up. So you could wake up late. And then if you wake up late, then that means that um, you got to hurry up and put your uniform and your makeup on for the competition. And that's going to be in a rush. So because you're already behind on that and you couldn't get your hair to do right, then now you can't eat. And as because your team's already in motion, you don't stretch. And so you start going through your rituals right before you guys compete. And you notice a tinge in your knee. Because you didn't stretch well, you didn't warm up. You aggravated it. 
which that could affect you for future performances if it doesn't affect you on this performance. Because you start to feel that tug, the aggravation in your knee, then you you don't hit your spots very crisp. All because you want to stay up late tonight. Let me ask you a question. Do y'all compete tomorrow? No, Dad, we don't compete tomorrow. So why don't you do this? Why don't you get well rested tonight? That way you can compete well. And then you can stay up late and celebrate tomorrow. Stay up late. Because the competition's over. See how you can help them think things through? Because great negotiating, man, is it's all it is. It's helping the other person think the scenario all the way through. I tell my salespeople all the time, dude, you're an options trader. It's all you are. And so sometimes when I get a customer that's defensive, I say, look, I'm just here to give you your options. You make the best decision from there. I'm just laying it all out for you. I'm helping them think. See, what could be the story on the other side of this decision? All right, so you go into a store. You go into the store and the uh, store clerk says that um, we can't take this back without a, without a receipt. Okay, so you could blow up. You could demand to see the store manager. I am the store manager, ma'am. Or you could help them think it through. How could the impact, what's the impact on the other side of this decision? What's some other ways of looking at it? Great negotiating is helping the other side think. We're just negotiating here. So let me ask you a question. If um, if you did, you know, if this did fall within the qualifications of being able to take it back, what do you guys do with it from, from here? Oh, we just send it back. Well, what would be the reason why the company would not take this back? Oh, they, they take everything back. We do so much business with them that they'll take it back. Okay. So we don't have a manufacturer situation. It's more on the local level. And you see me all the time. I absolutely love this store. So I'm not trying to game the system or anything. This is just a product that just doesn't work for me. And I know, I know we can figure this out. So what if I, um, being that I don't have the receipt and I totally get where you guys are coming from. What if I showed you um, my credit card statement? Showing that I swiped that day. And I'm, again, I love this store. I'm going to be back. So what if I did that instead? Or if they say, well, no, it's uh, we can't take it back because, you know, it's a lower amount now. It's on sale now. Okay. Well, how about I just take the lower amount? I understand where you guys are coming from. Or how about I, um, I take a small restocking fee? And so that way, when you guys sell it, I mean, it's perfectly in the box. It's all sealed. It's all good to go. Um, you got a little bit of a profit, a little bit more of a profit, because I'll pay the restocking fee. How's that sound? Small scenario, man, but you see how many different things that we can actually think? When you say, I don't like to negotiate anything, maybe don't use the word negotiate. Maybe instead say, I want to think this through. I want to help the other side think this through. I have customers that 
tell me, Marsh, I, 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 you know, I, I don't want to do all the negotiating. I don't want, I, I don't know how to negotiate. Many times, and this is how this us against them kind of mentality comes on these books. I just read a book this past weekend, man, on, it's more of a reference guide on all kind of, all, how all kind of different businesses are trying to get you. And of course, the car business is one of them. Here's how they get you. There's profit involved at a car dealership. Yes. <laughs> Sam Walton and the Walmart family. There is plenty of profit involved. They're going to make a profit. It's not an us against them. And so many times, you know, they, we look at it on a small dollar amount, like a Walmart. We say, well, it's, it's small. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but it all adds up. There's profit involved. It's just we're talking thousands versus cents. But the pennies add up to dollars. But it's not an us against them kind of mentality. It's not that at all. And many times, man, that we think that we have to know all the ins and outs in order to be able to be an expert negotiator. No, you don't. I don't know everything about buying furniture. I don't know anything about uh, selling equipment to a local industrial plant here. I don't know anything about that, but I could help think the whole scenarios through and I could offer different scenarios and think this thing through and then let's see where it leads from there. What's the other way of looking at this? What's some other sides? What's the If we make the decision, here's what happens from here. So in, instead of blowing up and getting all defensive, man, you, do, you don't have to. You don't have to at all. You just got to keep thinking things through. Customers come in all the time and tell me, no, I don't want a warranty. They'll cut me smooth off. Well, let's go over your options. No, I don't want anything. I don't want a warranty. Okay, I could get all defensive. Or I could help them think it through, right? Because what they're coming in is an initial thought. But let me help paint the picture and play out a scenario of if you do this, if you make this decision, that's cool. We can do that. Or let me help you think this through. So fine. You don't want a warranty. Let me ask you this. When 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 your vehicle does break, what do you what do you normally what do you normally do? Uh, they, they, they don't break. I never have any problem. Well, they all have service departments. So I'm glad you've had good success with the vehicle that you've had. But let's just say on the scenario that it does break, what are you going to do? Well, I, I'll just pay for it out of pocket. I can pay for it. Okay. So what if it exceeds the limit of what you want to pay out of pocket? Well, I'll just take it out of savings. Or I'll just put it on a credit card. Or I'll just get rid of it. I'll just trade it in. I see that. See, here's where I need to help them think it through. Not in a defensive posture. Again, I'm just an options trader, man. I just want to lay this out. So I can see that. And you know what? If it exceeds the your, your out-of-pocket limitations, you could take it out of savings. But then when you take it out of savings, that kind of puts a ripple in other plans that you had with those savings. It could be one of your grandkids call or one of your, your kids call, and all of a sudden they need some help with something. And... That money's not, that part of the money, that portion of the money's not readily available. If all of a sudden they cut your hours at work, and, you know, especially with the uncertainty these days, they cut your hours at work, it's nice to have that, that extra cushion. That's why you have a savings for some sort of emergency funds. 
Or you could sit there and put it on a credit card and you could do that. But the credit cards normally carry a high interest balance or, or high interest on, on your balance. So, you know, say 25, 30% uh, on a credit card. Well, the meter's running on that thing. And then your minimum payments are normally like 50 bucks. And the protection plan that I'm offering is like $33 at a 3.99% interest rate. So I tell you what, the interest over this six-year term on the warranty is about $275. What I'm going to do is I'll discount the warranty a little bit, the $275. So basically it's interest-free. So doing this, what this will do is this will give you the protection and it keeps everything locked in because there's a lot of variables involved if you don't buy the warranty and you, you don't have to, but if you don't buy the warranty, there's a lot of variables that go involved. Like you said, you pay for it out of pocket. Um, you pull it out of savings. You put it on a credit card. You do all three of those scenarios when really, why even think any of those things through? Why even think about that part of it when for $33 at a low interest rate and I'm making it interest free for you, basically, we can fold that in and take care of that protection. So in a worst case scenario, if you did have the reach into savings, it only have to be for the deductible for a hundred bucks. Just helping you think things through, man. That's all. See, in sales, oftentimes when you get on a slick spot, it's because you're getting defensive and you're getting defensive because you're not, you're thinking about just you and uh, I don't know, another dead end lead versus if you help the other side see, you help them think it through. Then what you'll be able to do is, is you'll be able to, if you don't buy from Mr. Customer, here's some other ways to look at it. See, if you if you decide not to get the warranty and all of a sudden you got to, well, one of the scenarios was I traded in. Okay, well, if you trade it in, that's a red light for an appraiser because when the appraiser looks at it, he says, yes, this is what you're telling me is wrong with it, but it could be something more than that. So they're going to double hit it. They're going to hit it for not only what the situation is, but it could be something underneath that. What if that doesn't fix it? And the appraiser does not want to be the one to be left holding the bag saying, I missed this one, boss. And so see, we could fold that warranty back in here and then you'd be good to go. See, when you get defensive in negotiating, it's because you're not willing to think. Just think it through. Great negotiators, that's what they do, man. They help the, they help the person see the other side of it. They help the person, the other, the, the person think all the way through. Help your customers think. That's what they're paying you for. Help your customers think. Your kids, help your kids think the whole scenario through. This is one option. What's another option? What's another way of looking at it? And here's the consequences or the benefits behind that. Teachers, help your students think. They don't want to go to college. All right? So you don't have to go to college. So... If you didn't go to college, what would you do then? And then play the scenario out. Help them see it. That way they can make the best decision. 
Student walks in and wants to drop your class. Help them think it through. Play the whole scenario out. If we did drop the class, how many more hours do you need to graduate? And then play it through. Great negotiators help the other side think. It's what Chris Voss did. This is he's the one who came up with this with this thought. He's a, he was a former FBI negotiator. Go, go uh, type his name in into the podcast um, search button, man. He'll you'll come up with some great podcasts. And that's what he did when he negotiated with uh, hostage situations, and they wanted a helicopter. He said, "Okay, well, I could get a helicopter, but let me help you think this thing through. Where do you land?" And who do you think you landed on? You don't just disappear in thin air. So he helped the ones who were holding people hostage. He helped them think it all the way through. That's what you're doing, man. Great negotiating is helping the other side think. It's not just in the one answer. It's how the impact resonates with that answer. And so sometimes what you have to do is you have to generate a story. Because all decisions have impacts. And if it's going to have an impact, might as well be a positive one. Just help them think it through. I'm just here to give you your options. So that way you can make the best decision possible. All right? Never settle. Keep selling your way through life. No matter what, stay in the sales life.